snowfall. After a little bit of hiatus, a little bit of Thanksgiving time, we are back to talk some football. It's been a while, but keeping in the spirit of the holidays, we're going to kick off the show with a little question. What is your favorite Christmas movie? Um, Hunter, you want to start us off? Yeah, I'll start it off. I'll go really quick. I saw this movie at my grandma's when I was a kid, uh, Christmas Story, and it's just always been my favorite one. Polar Express is good too, but Christmas Story wins. Christmas story is legendary for sure. There's no doubt. Um, this is kind of may I don't know if it's a Christmas movie, but I think it is, and a lot of other people do. I think Home Alone, uh, num- Home Alone yeah. Two, Lost in New York. Oh, that qualifies. It's, By the second one. Well, yeah, it's that one's like Christmas theme, but mm. any of them really I could put in the home or in the Christmas section. It's goaded. I don't know what else you need to say to that. It's one of the better franchises. I like that choice. Yeah, I didn't really, I didn't think of it like, but it is a Chris movie, right? Like, it's kind of like in that like ambiguous category. But nah, I'm going with, um, what is it called? It's I'm going with It's a Wonderful Life. Mm. Just because I like the the message the movie drives home. Like, we need more like that nowadays. It's not, you know, I'm looking at the screen. I'm seeing movies about Santa Claus coming and killing people. Like, <laughs> can we bring back, you feel me? Like, Yo. Can we bring back something somewhat positive? Like, I can't even lie. That movie looks fire. It kind of looks good. It kind of looks I, cool. swore, I saw the preview with my family this weekend on, like, not, or you know what I'm saying? Like, at Thanksgiving, yeah. and I literally said, I was like, you know, I thought it was going to be him just murdering like, people, like, at will, like, just randomly. At least it's like he's, like, the good guy in the movie and he's killing, okay. like, bad guys yeah like that are robbing a home but like, called, i think it's called like a deadly night or something either way yeah. a little bit, a little bit funky night. of a concept like i mean i've seen movies with the same kind of plot is like people are trapped he has to go in and save them and they've been good so okay this there's is a, a christmas genre? yeah i guess so i mean like santa saves everyone yeah there's a group of people that are held hostage at like a bank or fucking whatever and then some random oh, guy mean, like comes a in. christmas movie like this well no but like this is the christmas version of that kind of plot and I've seen good ones like that, so I think this one could be actually be pretty decent. I agree with that. I'm yeah, like, I, I maybe you know what? Maybe we got to go see it together. <laughs> I would be down. I'd be down. It's, 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 be we gotta come bring the review. Um, all right, my favorite Christmas movie—it's got to be the live-action Grinch. I mean, Jim Carrey, <laughs> Jim Carrey, <laughs> Oscar-worthy performance. <laughs> Whoville, like, come on, <laughs> he looks so strained in that costume. He is strained. <laughs> He was He's all green. green. <laughs> he is Imagine all green. that. Imagine sitting in that chair all day, makeup all day, for hours, hot, wanting to get out. It's hours and months of filming. If someone screwed up their line, I'd be ready to swing. <laughs> no, the faces he had to make for that movie, he was literally strained. Like I've seen, bro, literally strained. Yeah. That's a good point. I'd be ready to fight too. Yeah. So I do have a question. Who do you think? Say they're casting a movie for Santa. Who, what player in the NFL would fit the best role for Santa? Um, I'm not going to go player, but I'm going to go coach. I know it's got to be Andy Reid. Yeah. That's he's, got, true. he's got the beard already. The I, have, I think I have a good answer for the players. Okay. Definitely Jason Kelsey. Oh, I, I was thinking that's that a good one. I'm trying to think of the big boys up front that, that are like nice, but it's hard to be an alignment and be nice because it's kind of your MO. Not your nice list. Yeah. Uh, we have to do like a segment. I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with coach. <laughs> good one, actually. I'm gonna go with coach. I'm gonna say Vrabel. I feel like he okay. could be a mean a mean Santa, but also a nice Santa. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I had an idea for a coach. He's retired though. Wade Phillips. Oh, oh that's good. He's yeah. got the, the white hair yeah, already. Yeah. He's, he's already he's got a little on little, him. little belly to yeah. him. Yeah. He's definitely eating some cheeseburgers. Something. Maybe way too many. I mean a couple <laughs> cookies and a glass of milk oh, in yeah. there. That's a good People one. actually thought like Santa came and would eat the milk. <laughs> Think about that. We actually grew up thinking that. But Connor, you want to start us off? Yeah, let's do it. Um, so I think this has to be addressed first and foremost. Zach Wilson has been the talk around the NFL buzz lately. He was sat last week 
you know, he's a number two overall pick. There's a lot building up around the situation that us as fans don't really get the behind the scenes look at. But I think that we at least have to talk about what's happening, why it's happening, and what comes after this. And I'm going to kick it off by saying me and Dobbs were Zach Wilson fans at first. And I think it is so lazy when I see people on Twitter and TikTok say Zach Wilson sucks. He's the worst. He was never going to be good and stuff like that. And I'm like, okay, it's easy to say that now. But how many people were saying that before the draft? And I know, Tyler, you were not. uh, You were, quote unquote, a Zach Wilson hater. So I'm going to give you a second to talk about that at first. But I think it's I think it's lazy for you for people to go out and say, like, he's the worst. He sucks um, with with really no idea what's going on behind the scenes, because all we know is what we see on Sunday. We don't know what's happening Monday through Saturday, what's going on behind the scenes, what kind of person he is. All we know is what we saw at BYU, what we saw at the Combine, what we saw in the interviews at the draft and leading up to now. And I don't think that you and me were essentially wrong in the fact saying that Zach Wilson, we thought he was going to be a good quarterback because in a different situation, different scenario, things could be different. But Tyler, I just want to give you a second to talk about your talk. Um, Yeah, I've never, ever been a fan of his, actually. Um, Not coming from like, him as a person or anything, but I just never thought he was a great player. And I've been saying this on the show. You guys know I'm always going to take the big time guys that go to big time schools over others. And at BYU, he didn't really like show me anything crazy. The schedule they played wasn't great. That's not a knock on him. He's got to play who's in front of him just like anyone else has to. But like the big one that everyone talked about when he was at BYU was that Coastal Carolina game because Coastal Carolina was the talk of the town that year. They were hot. They were ready to go. They came in. I think there was like some scheduling stuff too. So it was like they wanted to play them. They he they got the smoke they wanted, and you know he kind of just fell out. Didn't have a great game, and I just I don't know. I, he never struck anything to me as like okay, yeah, this guy's got it. Um, and I also talked about his maturity thing um, when we recorded last. I put it out. We put it out. That interview just speaks volumes to his maturity. How are you going to sit up there? And look in the camera's face and be like, no, I did nothing wrong. That is just stupid. That is just blasphemous to your teammates. That is maybe one of the worst looks I've ever seen. Look at Josh Allen after they lost uh, to to the Jets, I think. He said it's hard to win games when your quarterback plays like shit. Mm -hmm. Dak has had the same thing. There's been there's so many guys. It always falls on you, first and foremost, as a quarterback. Always will be no no matter what. You get you get the hardest work to do. Yeah, you're the quarterback. You just play every play. That, I think, was had a huge part in the benching because that just rubbed all of his teammates wrong. And, you know, there was guys liking tweets here and there and all that stuff. I don't know what they do next because they didn't even dress him on Sunday against the Bears. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of alarming. Why, didn't, why don't you just have him as a backup? It was also like, I know Dylan said this, not here, but he said that there would have been a great game for a, a boost, a confidence booster. They just didn't want to play him playing one of the worst secondaries in the league and i don't know i i think it's definitely scary for him because what do they do i'm not sure if they get rid of him i don't think they have the balls to i think i think that's what i'm going to ask hunter after this i was going to say what do you think happens next with zach wilson so i just kind of want to point this out and like this you pointed this out um earlier this year and i think 
a lot of people aren't talking about it. And it goes to Tower's point. He was playing at BYU, which is a smaller school. I really think he needed that second year to really get to that level where he is competing. And I almost think it's like he was playing horrendous this year. Don't get me wrong. But it's almost like the Jets got too good too quick. Like, I feel like they were ready to maybe take off next year. And they just so happen they have good coaching. They have good players. They have good talent around them. So everyone else is ready to go. And he still needs that year of development. Here's the thing. That team is never going to want to play with him again. And I don't think it has to do with his character. I think it has to do with the fact of they're not red. They don't want to develop. They mm-hmm. want to win and they're not getting that done with him. So I honestly think they try to trade him and see what happens. But I just, there's just no room for him in New York. There's really not. And I think the issue really is he needed that extra year and the jets are ready to win now. And he's not. Yeah, Dobbs. I want you to talk about the development part because so, I feel like you're really big on that. Well, that's, so yeah, I was, and I was gonna say. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna, gonna kind of like regress here. Like start with the the end, and then we'll go back to the beginning. So we can. But you'll, you'll see what I mean. So towards the end, though, like in a weird way, you guys agree with this. It almost kind of feels like to Hunter's point, like how Zach Wilson, I don't think is gonna be back on the Jets in a weird way because you like the Jets. They they developed faster than we thought too. The hot Jets really did become hot fast. Here's here's my thing. It, in a weird way, it feels like Mike White, it's almost like his last start. There was like this weird little time pause where it was like, yeah, well, that's not, it's like Zach Wilson was their guy. And it's like, we thought he was the guy too, but it just didn't feel like that. Like Mike White not being there, you're kind of like, oh, like the Jets are just like, this isn't them at their best. And Mike White comes right back and we expected a good performance, but that was a dot show. I mean, he's literally making every hot read, everything and, and the throws are on the money. And so it's not even close right now that Mike White is their guy. And that's alarming to an extent where they didn't expect much out of Mike White and like, it looks like it's his job. And so, but then to regress here, the thing about Zach Wilson that I think is weird, and I'm going to use Tua kind of as my like, I'm going to tie it together with Tua here. Brian Flores and Tua just didn't work. And Brian Flores had us genuinely convinced Tua sucked. We did, and I, like, like literally like we, I was, I was very often like half on the train. You've been on the train. So like mm-hmm. credit to you on that, where it's like, I didn't stay the course on Tua because and the thing is, it's like, I think different situations, different environments, mean a lot but also i do think to an extent i heavily overvalued certain characteristics that's the thing is this this is going to really affect the way i evaluate quarterbacks going forward because i overvalued things that don't happen a lot in game i overvalued how good he was at breaking things once the pocket broke down and how good he was at being able to last for a while and but that's the thing is a lot of the things where you're back to the byu thing he had a lot of time because this competition wasn't that good so when you have a lot of time to make a play five six seconds on each pass play and you can of everything you can get complete something on the field every time that's it's gonna look good and it did and he had a lot of good weapons where it's kind of like that's what's tough is it the transition just didn't happen the way i thought because i was overvaluing stuff that didn't matter i wasn't valuing footwork consistent accuracy the things that really matter pocket presence his height i hate to say it height is just becoming more and more valuable the more i evaluate quarterbacks really i mean and and good scouts have always been preaching that so it's like i think that's the thing too is though i definitely did overvalue with a lot of you know people too i think certain traits that just don't appear as much in NFL games. Yeah, so you brought up a good point with the Tua Flores thing. Obviously, that did not work. The situation there was not beneficial for Tua. And we always talk about quarterback development, especially the young quarterbacks. It's Zach Wilson probably still hasn't played 17 games yet in his career, and it's not working on the Jets. I think that's very clear. Um, So we talk about environment. We talk about players being successful and where they are. Do you think that Zach Wilson in a different environment with a different head coach that maybe 
can 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 tap into the Zach Wilson that we saw in college a little bit because right now it doesn't look like a his head's in the spot that he needs to be to be an NFL quarterback, and b that the play on the field is up to par with everybody else in the league right now, even a freaking backup that's playing better than him right now. So considering these two things aren't working for him and there was a move to another team, can he have success somewhere else? I just just want to say, like, to the coaching thing, yeah, floors two weren't working. But I don't – I mean, Salah's that guy, I feel like. I feel like – I think so, too. You know, but obviously, yeah, he's a defensive-minded coach, and but he's been around the league for so long, and I feel like he wasn't that, like – like go away. Like no, I feel like Salah. He gets his guys going. I feel like you can ask anyone that played for him. They say they love him. Mm-hmm. You can just see it on television every Sunday. This guy's fired up. You know, running at players, excited. So I don't know. But to now your other question of where do you think he goes? You got to get him with a guru. You got to get him with a Shanahan. You got to get him with a, like an Andy Reid type. Mm-hmm. You got to get him. I mean, Doug Peterson would probably do wonders with him. You got to get him to an offensive minded guy to. Maybe tap into something. I get but, that. I go ahead. Also, wait. But I mean, and you can't say like weapons. I think it's all in his brain. Mm-hmm. The weapons are there. I mean, I would kill for Gary Wilson and Elijah Moore and all those other guys. I would kill for them. Yeah, I really would. So it's like it's coming down to you, and you are the one that's shitting the bed. So I, I don't know. That's I think that's under talked about too. Is like they're in a great situation. And on top of that, I do think he can have success. But in reality, where does he go? That's true. Where does he go? Could I, you know, this would be, I don't think it fits the timeline, but if we're going back one year, the Lions might have been a great spot for him. They have all the weapons. They're a developing team. They're not going to be good next till next year. They have high draft picks. They can fill that defense. It lines up with the timeline, but I feel like he has to have been in that system. I don't feel like he's going to pick up a new system in one year. Mm. Like, I feel like they have to take time. And I look at all these teams and it's like, where, where does he go? Like, realistically, out of all the teams, where does he go? Well, I think that's a very good point because when you look around the league, there are, there are teams there that have their guy and there are teams that don't have their guy. But even the ones that are QB less, that quarterback head coach connection is so freaking important. Mm-hmm. And I don't know which head coach right now would A, be able to turn him around Saints? with his mind. I thought about I was that. literally going to say I wouldn't like it. I would welcome him with open arms at the, the You'd situation have to get the in. coach right, though. Well, that, yeah. that would be, it had to be a new. Him and Dennis Allen, there's a 0% chance of that developing into something. <laughs> I mean, I'm just being completely honest. There's a 0% chance of that developing into like That's what a I was Hall of Fame well. caliber duo. But it's like, no, and, and so because I just wanted to comment because I think you guys both really made good points. Number one, though, because this is—I don't want it to be misinterpreted. I think Salah is that guy. I think he's a great coach. It's not—it's not about like to not not to Flores him like he's not getting along with him. It's more like it's just maybe his scheme and his his vision for Zach Wilson is kind of. It goes back to what I said a few weeks ago. I think when a QB, the vision separates is when your development of the team is different from how their development mm-hmm. is, and that's literally exactly how Zach Wilson is right now. He's just not, and that's and to your point, you were saying I don't around Mike White. They're vibing, they're gelling, they look like they're excited, they're hyping him up. There was that never was there with Zach Wilson. It there was never that like carrying him to the like the, what like the, every touchdown was like there's a line in there to like it's not like that with Zach Wilson. It's not like it's like Wentz and Heineke. That's exactly yes, what it's it is. literally Same exactly thing. like that. Where and that so it just doesn't feel right. It's not right. That's why he's not confident. I, I'm sure it all aligns. I think that's exactly to your point. Like we don't see everything, but everything he's not confident because the team clearly isn't confident in him 
understandably, they see Mike White going crazy, throwing this like practice, and that's why he's getting his opportunity, running with it. Shout out to Mike White more than anything. I mean, that's the moral of the story too is, look, man, if you're not doing your job, someone else is going to come do it for you. In this case, Mike White's that guy. But that's the point though, is and, like there is probably a job for him somewhere, a job that he fits more. I just don't, I don't know where it is either right now because it's odd. The Saints are, was one of the teams I was thinking though, for being that, honest. That also raised the question like that they started Mike White because Joe Flacco came in and did a pretty good job. Balled out kind but, of. But yeah, he kind of fucking went crazy. Mm -hmm. But that also raises a question like, yeah, Flacco's older, but maybe are they trying to see if they got something with Mike White for, you know, something down the field? Obviously, I think they I'm not, do think they have I'm, something. I'm, obviously, I'm not saying that it is, but like, why wouldn't you go with the veteran? In this situation, when your team is six and three at the point, mm -hmm. he's been he's won a Super Bowl. Like he, you saw him do well with the same team, beginning of the season. Like, no, I thought that was weird personally. Like, what what's the difference between Flacco and him? Not saying Fla or Mike White's the guy, but it's like you have a vet. You, uh, I I didn't understand it, but I think, obviously worked out. I think the decision making here is super interesting because I think you guys all had some really good points and. To to your guys' points, Tyler, you were saying Salah's a defensive guy, and Hunter was saying, well, they don't really want to develop a quarterback when the roster looks like this. And I'm pretty damn sure that Salah just wants to win football games. That's why they brought him to New York. And if Zach Wilson's not doing it and they can't wait around for him to develop, that marriage just is not going to work. And honestly, it kind of makes a lot of sense with Miami and Flores. Like that team went on a seven game win streak. They were in the playoffs the year before they got Tua now. And like, you could tell that Brian Flores wasn't waiting for Tua to catch up. Like Tua needed some time to develop, to at least know that he belonged and had a coach believe with him, believe in him. I saw a clip about how Mike McDaniel came in to Miami. Tua did not know that if he belonged in the NFL, Mike McDaniel brought up 700 clips of Tua's play and said, this is why you belong. This is what you're good at. And this is what I'm going to make you even better at. And that connection that you have with your head coach and your quarterback is extremely valuable. So if you don't have that at all with the young guy, how do you expect him to succeed? Even if it's even if Zach Wilson's not doing it like he should be like, I don't know. You, you can't throw the kid into a game like that and with NFL talent and expect him to be good if if the relationship isn't working, like yeah. if it's not symbiotic, I, then it's not going to work. Yeah. I mean, head coach quarterback is basically like marriage, boyfriend, girlfriend type stuff. Like you have to be this connected because I, I bet you Josh Allen and John McDermott talk every single day. Yep. Almost at every hour. Mm -hmm. Hey, what's going on? What's this? What's that? What's that? You know, like Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes. I bet you they talk every damn day. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's like, you got to have that connection. Like it has to be together mm -hmm. and right. If not, then yeah, it's going to, fly off the wheels. And I even think like Iberflus and Fields, I think they have that just because of like Iberflus as a person just like motivate, motivate. Like he's not the offense guru that, you know, a lot of these NFL coaches are, but at least that connection is being like worked on and it's important. I don't know if Salah has prioritized that or not, but it's just the thing is like if, if Zach Wilson didn't have that, how can you expect him to succeed? And that's why I got really angry when people are saying he sucks, it's over. Number 12 overpick bust. Yeah, that might be true, but it's so easy to say that now when nothing's worked. He's got, he's 20, what, three? Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
He's got seven more years, seven more years, and then he may be the median age of an NFL quarterback. And we saw Geno Smith pop off at 35. I, I don't want to bring up the Bears too much in this conversation. 30, yeah, right. <laughs> same, I, same thing. I, I, don't, I don't want to, but I'm going to. I know this might strike a nerve for you because it's like going back to Trubisky Nagy. There was a report earlier this offseason that Nagy didn't even show up to their show up to Mitch's um offseason meeting. I saw that, yeah. Like, like when the when the season's over, every coach has an offseason meeting with every player. Mm -hmm. Talk about this, talk about that, whatever. Nagy straight up didn't show up to Mitch's. Damn. There's there's this there's disconnect. Like, you know, you if you want to have that those connections. Where is it? Like, wait, wait, year did this happen? In like the this was after 2018, I think. Yeah. 20, so after eight and eight in the playoff birth or something like that. That's just toxic. Mm. It's like eight and eight or whatever, but it's like still like those are there's. I'm sure there's a lot of that out there right now that you mm -hmm. don't see behind closed doors because, you know, I'm sure a head coach thinks different than his QB if they're not playing well. It's. I feel like it's a lot of ego and like I think my thing is kind of when you brought up the Bears. The personalities of Iberflus and Fields mesh so much better than Salah and Wilson. Like, yeah. Fields and Iberflus are both like, if it's not a win, it's not a win. We have to get better. Whereas, like, I feel like that's more Salah and like Wilson. I feel like just coming from his situation and where he was at, being successful in college, and you know, he. I'm not going the Booger McFarlane route of like the not accountability. <laughs> I just think <laughs> he is more like you have to motivate him differently than than Salah's probably motivation style. 100%. But then, then that comes into like 90% of what coaches at any level preach. Are you coachable? Yeah. That's basically what, it, what football is. I've, He's probably I've, been I've the guy that, his whole life. I've heard yeah. that. I've heard that fucking saying so many times. Are you coachable? If you're coachable, you'll play. That's just what it comes down to at that. Yep. Like to that point, as fans, like we don't know that we don't know if he's coachable or not. No. All we saw was he made a shit ton of plays. He threw the ball really far and accurately. So, yeah, I'm gonna think this guy's probably pretty good. And at the time, second overall pick was warranted. But I think we had this conversation, Teller, when the draft was happening. We were saying that we'd probably take Fields over Lawrence at a certain always, point. Yeah, like always. The Fields talk to me definitely makes that conversation a little bit different. But also, we, we were watching the game last night. We have to bring this up. Jordan Love looked pretty good. Yeah. Wait, wait. Before we, before we go to teasing, that. Okay, but, wait, before we go to that, I just want to look at the camera. Zach Wilson, you are a Houston Texan. Or Ooh. a Seattle <laughs> Seahawks. <laughs> no. right. Yeah. yeah. No. Pete Carroll. Pete Carroll. Jeez. That would be raw. But before we move on to like the Love stuff, mm -hmm. I want to say, who, where... Have the two quarterbacks that have taken a starter's job this year, not not one of them has it took it for a little bit. They've both come from Western Kentucky, Bailey Zappi and hey, Mike, Mike White. White. Yeah, mm. doesn't the, really. I, that that the, I, I, thought about, I thought about that too yesterday. I was like, where did these? Guys? Yeah, okay. They sling it. Yeah, the Western Kentucky QB factory. So you're saying if you're top QB in the country coming out of high school, you should be at Western Kentucky. That pumping them out. <laughs> they, oh, I, think, I mean, they had like crazy stats in oh, college, they, right? Yeah. Or Bailey Zappi, well, I know. Zappi broke the record. Yeah. He broke records. He broke like, didn't he break he the Joe Burrow passing yeah. record? Yeah. The touchdowns, yeah. It's crazy. But yeah, Jordan Love looked good. I'm sick. So yeah, the thing I was thinking about that <laughs> is that like, we uh, Rogers was saying that this guy really is a master at the footwork and the timing and all the stuff outside of playing football. And so I that, that makes me think of is like, Zach Wilson has to have the worst footwork, the worst dropbacks, the worst 
like know how what's going on. Like it just does not look like there's any of that. And so to your point, he might be uncoachable because my guy, like you should be working on your drop back. Well, that's the only thing you should be doing in practice, to be honest, is dropping back and throwing the ball. Like the, it's the little things that come with being a pro that make you a pro. And if you can't do that, if you're not willing to do that, if you're not coaches and motivating you to do that, I don't know if you've got it. But Jordan Love, the thing is, he's learning behind Rodgers. He's picking up that you got to be solid and all this little stuff to be good in real life. So if I'm Zach Wilson, maybe I want to go sit behind some old quarterback. No, you're not lying. And because this, this would be my point that I'll make, because it kind of combines both of them. I think the best way to say it, because they're both, they both have that small school thing. And we like Jordan Love, you know, coming out too. I remember it was, this was a long time ago, but I, just, I, I had love for Jordan Love coming out. And I think the interesting way to put it would be like, they both had to make the jump where they got really comfortable. It'd be like if you played Madden for years, but you were playing on like, what's the, I don't even know the second. All I, pro. I, yeah, I would say all pro. It'd be like if you got really used to playing all pro and you just instantly had to make the jump to like all Madden <laughs> with the sliders turned up. Like you're going to be rough for like your first like 20, 30. It's just, it's just what's going to happen. But the difference is, like you said, Jordan Love hit the lab. He's and this is my thing that really frustrates me about Zach Wilson that he was doing and this he was doing right. Every quarterback that figures it out and makes it work, what they and this is what Mahomes has gotten really, really he was already amazing, but Mahomes really picked up on this year. It was made him make that even more of a jump. And sometimes even Josh Allen still struggles with, it, and it's frustrating when you watch it. Is when something's when something opens up over the middle, so guys like Tom Brady never miss. It, it, no, but once something's open, it's not like the need to like sit and wait for your biggest route to develop. I hate that shit. When you're watching, and I, I see Zach Wilson do it a lot, where something can be clearing right over the middle. The running back has got seven yards of space out in the flat, and you can just hit, you got to hit those. That's just you have to hit it. It's not it's not even questionable. That's what gets the big stuff to open up. But they don't. It's like it's not in their DNA. They they literally are like no, I've never I don't dump off like I hit big plays. But that doesn't that mindset never works. Like it's the guys like Mike White that will dump off, dump off, dump off, dump off, and then that no, go figure that the whole middle of the field clears. Go figure the whole deep third clears. That's the point. It's it's if you can't pull the Jordan Love and get everything out quick, make quick reads. Like that's what he was doing so good. So that's I think that's the thing that if I just say the number one thing Zach Wilson's failing on and the big difference between them right now, it's the development of like you said, just the quick what's open. I don't need. Because then when something's deep, they're going to take it instead of having to always wait for something deep to open up. Because mm-hmm. they're so used to that. Right. You know, like if they're so used to having a, they're, they're going to beat their guy. Like that's my receiver. He's going to beat that corner. It's just not like that anymore. No, and there's, you either make that adjustment mentally and you take what's open consistently, you're always looking for a big play. And it just doesn't work. Um, I'll hit on the love stuff. Um, I like watching quarterbacks. It's it's awesome. That's what I love to do. It's fun. QB whisper. And But him coming out of Utah State, yeah, he showed flashes. Yeah, he he looked okay. But, like, you could see it in his feet. He looked frantic. He looked scared in the pocket. He looked like it was a rush to throw. And that's just what's going to happen when you're young and you don't know anything. But that's this is just another testament. Like, put your head down and work. Uh, that's all. It's Love knows he was never going to take a snap for the next couple of years that Rodgers going to be there. But I bet you he was working every day mm-hmm. to get better. Every day to get – last night, his feet looked awesome. His arm – like, everything looked like – Oh, wow. They could have it. They could have something. It looked good. It was a small sample size. But from what I saw, like it looked like he improved and he took the time to be like, yeah, I might have to be the guy here soon. Right. I'm going to go do what I got to do. They took me in the first round, like all this stuff. You don't think that motivates him to be great because everyone bashed on the pick? Yeah, I bashed on the pick. I'm a fucking Bears fan. <laughs> but like he he's getting it done and he could set himself up to be more than okay, especially with the Fleur. And I'm fucking sick about it. 
Like LaFleur looked <laughs> genuinely like sick. he was cheesing. Like, he, he was came happy. Over and he literally realized like, yo, my job isn't going anywhere. He like, looked, that's literally what he looked like. He looked like. happy after he did that touchdown. I was like, fuck. He literally knew. He was like, you're saving my job, bro. He was listen, like, that's exactly what listen, I needed. Listen, listen, listen. I will be so damn to hell if this shit happens again. <laughs> Dog, my be whole Be careful because that shit is going to happen so, again. Like My whole life, bro. I can't escape. They scout quarterbacks good. So I have a question because this is this is going to be an issue for Green Bay coming up. Okay, so I think Rodgers hurt his ribs last night. Mm -hmm. Okay, was it his ribs? Yeah, that's what same I same thing that made. That's like the same kind of ribs. Is what made Drew start falling off the rails when he was getting old? I just want to point this out. That's like the big drop off that happened. Mm -hmm. So he had the rib injury, and he still has the thumb injury from Week Five. He said he rested it a little bit, but that shit still definitely hurts. It's your throwing hand. Okay. Do you sit Rodgers for the end of the year and see what you get in love? I think you should because love's fifth year option is 2024. I'm assuming Rodgers is going to come back next year and probably play again because he most likely does not want to go out on a losing record. I feel like you have to sit Rodgers rest of the year and play love because what you're going to pick up his fifth year and give him one year to decide if you got something. That's a first round quarterback. I don't think you can just do that after sitting him behind Rodgers all that time. So I guess my thing is like, when do you make that switch? Do you make it when Rodgers goes? Because like, what if Rodgers, how long was Rodgers contract? Two or three years? It's like two years. I think it's two or I think it's three. It's two or three. It's okay. Two. I guess, I guess my thing is like, would you guys sit Rodgers and play love? I think you should. Personally, I would as much as I hate to say it. Yeah. I would probably be the smart thing to do. You're not making the playoffs. You got nothing. Just let him see what he's got. Yeah, he can practice all he wants, but nothing ever in the world will compare to gameplay. Ever. It doesn't matter. You can try and replicate it as much as you can. It'll never happen. Because the speed's so much different. You're playing different opponents. Like You see so many different coverages. You see so many different things. Throw him into the fire and see what he's got. Because like Hunter's saying, what happens in a year or two and Rodgers is done and then you got to roll him out and just straight from the jump, I feel like that's harder to do. Like from the start of the season, you got more expectations. Like, but if you get these couple games under your belt, you're like, I've done it. I've done this before. I can go in and do it again. You know, I actually think that's a reason why they should play Rodgers. Gameplay is super important. You need that. And I think what we've seen the last couple of weeks out of Christian Watson, the quarterback wide receiver connection is super important. So if Rodgers really wants to establish that, he sits, then he's got. He's losing four or five games of playing with Christian Watson, developing those young receivers. If Green Bay wants to be something, even if not this year, but next year, I still think that's valuable time for them to be playing together. And, you know, Rodgers values that over anything else is just the connection. Is it a smart play from the franchise standpoint to have Rodgers in? No. But I know Rodgers wants to be out there with this guy. Yeah. I mean, there's obviously always two ways to look at it, but that's probably the best way to look at it. But then you can also be like, Hey, can we get Love and Watson's connection down for the future? That's true. If this is our, if these are two guys, and Romeo Dobbs, I know he's hurt, but like, you know, even then, if he when he comes back, if he comes back, I'm not sure if he is, but like, there's just always devil's advocate to both situations. Yeah. So I just want to add this real quick. Uh, Love's fifth year would be 2024. Rogers is on contract till 2026, but. There's a potential out in 2024. I don't know if that's a team or player option, though. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't. I would assume that's I think a it's a, player I think option. It's a, I would say I think it is. I would imagine it would be a player I think option it's a player. because Rogers is a douche. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean, I, but see, like at that point, 
my thing is like, does he get to that point where he's like, I can do it again. And then it's like, do you pay love? Like, what was the point of drafting that fifth round or that first round quarterback? You pick up his fifth year option. Rodgers plays like what do you do with it? It might might be a genius play though because you might be able to get him on contract for another year or two, like on a maybe a little bit less than he's worth. But do you think he wants to keep sitting there? Like no, I agree. By that time, I mean he'll he'll want to go back. My thing is like yeah, I mean love is art. Love is twenty four right now, so two years, twenty six, twenty seven. So what? He's finally starting at twenty seven. Yeah, right. It's old. It's really old to get your first start. Yeah, I mean Gino did it, but Gino's been a journeyman. His whole career. He's so. seen it all. It's such an interesting him. situation because they drafted Love with a first round pick. And I feel like at some point, at some point, they have to play him or yeah. else you just wasted a first round pick on absolutely nothing. And that option is very interesting if it's the fifth year for Love and it could be Rodgers last year there. I really think Rodgers wants to go play for San Fran. Like mm-hmm. if he knows that Love is going to be the guy, if he knows that the, off, the, the front office is leaning towards moving on, getting younger and whatnot. Rodgers wants to go play for San Francisco, man. He grew up in California, went to Cal. He was pissed that they didn't draft him with the first overall pick. Like, and shit, quarterback controversy over there. If they get to the playoffs, make some noise, fall short again, and they keep falling short, keep falling short, keep falling short. Rodgers sees that. He's a free agent. I wouldn't stick with Lance. Go get Rodgers. That's Probably a fucking Super Bowl. They have another yeah. situation, Jordan, like uh, J- Jordan Love, like over there. I mean, sh- yeah, like, no, I mean, not, like, all jokes aside, like, yeah, I mean, this is a weird situation we got going on in the league. Like, yeah. Dude, Rodgers, McCaffrey, George Kittle, Brandon Ayuk, Debo Samuel, yeah, Trent suck. Williams. Can they afford all of them, though? I think there's a way that they I could. I bet you they, they could, could probably they, figure they it would, out. I would ship anybody. I would ship. I doubt all those players are still player. under contract if when he went. Yeah, though. So, yeah. That, that that could be a good point. Well, That's fair. Oh damn! They also want Brady. Oh fucking cool! Do the greatest to ever play. Oh, I want to pick. Who'd be better <laughs> in the San Francisco offense? Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers? Rodgers for sure. Rodgers. Rodgers. Oh, but dude, that would be Tom. so nice. Yeah. But Imagine Tom Brady dumping off to Christian McCaffrey. He would. Oh. He would like that. He yeah. would love to dump. Well, it also Tom and Kittle would probably spark some memories Ooh. too. That would be crazy. Uh, honestly, I think I'm Did switching my answer. I, I'm, I'm switching my answer. I'm taking Tom in that offense with all the checks you have and stuff. I'm I think Tom. Tom. I, I said Tom. I'm like switch. I'm like, I, I'm, we're going Tom. Um, that just yeah, that that was a whole other topic. Sure yeah, that was really we kind of moved on to some stuff, but you guys want to get into the playoff picture? Yeah, let's do it. All right, so. Tyler, you wanted to do, um, who do you think yeah. it's going to be at the yeah, end of the year? so I feel like this is a good spot for us to kick off what we got. One, two, three, four, five. There's about six weeks left. But I feel like this is like the nice spot to try and get our predictions out there because if we do it any later, it's like, oh, you had an idea. But right now, I think it's, I think it's all pretty close as it stands today. Mm-hmm. Okay. I mean, it, the one through four in AFC go Chiefs, Dolphins, Titans, Ravens. The wild card is Bills, Bengals, and Jets with some teams hovering like the Patriots and Chargers. And then the NFC, it's the Eagles, Vikings, Niners, Bucks in that order for seeding. And then it goes Cowboys, Giants, Commanders in that order with the Seahawks and maybe the Falcons fighting. Mm. So that just... I just want to know who do you guys think will get into the playoffs? I know I I, I was trying to find a way to get their schedules up and stuff like that, but yeah, I couldn't find a way to get like all their teams um, in a row. But I would say Kansas City's a lock in the AFC. Just this is me going off personal. 
Kansas City's a lock. Miami's a lock. Tennessee's a lock. Baltimore, I could easily see falling into that wild card. I could see Cincinnati taking the division. Um, Buffalo, yes, is a lock. The Jets, I don't know. I feel like it's either going to be the Jets or New England. To me, the Chargers are so iffy. Like, if the Cardinals did not shoot themselves in the foot, they're five and six. Yeah. And they, they really wouldn't have dropped because the Colts are four, six, and one, but and they're the next team. But it's like you can't have those type of games and compete in the playoffs. And this isn't Justin Herbert slander. It's not. He can't do anything with that garbage defense that they said they fixed in the offseason. And Staley, they need to get a new guy in there. That team is just so like they, they remind me of like a junior San Francisco mm. with much worse coaching. Right. But my thing is, my issue with San Francisco has been yes, they made it to a Super Bowl, they've been to an NFC Championship game, but at some point you have to close the deal. At some point you have to, and it could be something like a Shanahan where he doesn't get it done in San Francisco and then goes off to another team like an Andy Reid and finally gets it done. Mm-hmm. But my thing is like. When you have all that talent and you're spending all that money, why are you not there almost every single year? And it's like every results. other year they're there. And it's like, why, what is the turnover after a good year? Mm. Uh, NFC, I'll go through really quick. Sorry, that was just kind of a tangent. Philly lock, Minnesota lock, San Francisco, I would say a lock. I would like Seattle to win the division, to be honest. Like I said, I don't really like San Francisco. Tampa Bay, I don't know. That that last game was kind of like the Brown Jacoby Brissett, Tom Brady, Jacoby Brissett, PFF's <laughs> number one quarterback. Most of the weeks, yeah, yeah, most of the weeks. But I don't know. I feel like Tampa will make it. I feel like they'll be a first round out. Dallas damn near should make. It. I would love to see the whole NFC East make it. <laughs> that would be sick. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like the teams that are kind of in the top seven or eight are really the guys that are going to be in there. I feel like the. I feel like for a lot of the year or a lot of the the year, it's been like everyone's been in that pack. I feel like the people that are really going to make the playoffs are have separated already. Mm. Uh, I just have it written now. I got a little shake up here. Uh, I think KC wins the AFC. Um, yeah, they're nine and two game. If, but if they stumble one game, that I think could go to the Bills. Really, the AFC because they still play. I'll get to that in a second. So KC one, Bills two, Titans three, Bengals four. I think they take the division. I think you forgot the, the Finns exist. They're not on there. Oh, that's where I was. My bad. That's I was like, no, I'm like, I was, no way. No, I was looking at it too, and I was like, wait, I'm tweaking. Yeah, no, definitely the Finns. Um, you forgot Mike McDaniel, the boys. But so that that's how it shakes out. I think the Bengals do take um, the division from. The Ravens, the Ravens do not scare me. I mean, whatsoever. I, it's yeah, it's Lamar. I get it, but he's got to make a play every time. That receiving court is still really, really bad. Garbage. I'm not really mm-hmm. sure how they thought Deshaun Jackson was the move. I don't know what they're doing. Hey, that he f- made a catch. Yeah, he made a long catch. Yeah, I understand, but like that's not going to get you anywhere in but the playoffs. Can we, can we talk about this for a second. Because now that you mentioned this, I didn't even think about this till just now. Shit, but I'm gonna turn this into a clip. Mark these words. A little side tangent. Did they surround Lamar with the ghost garbage receiving core ever on purpose this year, knowing 
he has no agent they have to negotiate a contract the less he's worth the less he's gonna want i mean and that's exactly what the narrative is shaping up to is like how much is lamar really worth like they've got to make it work and lamar's low-key losing his own value can we have some Ravens, I don't know. Ravens like, Discord right now? Yeah, like, I, Let's finish the playoffs and okay. then we'll get into it, that. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. We'll, we'll definitely leave that as a tangent. Because I, mean, I, I have something I want to go off of. Go ahead, too. Tyler. Uh, yeah, and then so the Ravens get a wild card spot. The Finns obviously get uh, a wild card spot. And then I go with the Chargers. I just think the Jets are going to fall off sooner or later. Yeah. It's just, I think it's bound to happen. Yeah, Mike Way looks good, but. That shit doesn't happen forever. Ask Cooper Rush. Um, <laughs> and then, How many times is lightning struck? Yeah, and the lightning struck a lot over there in Dallas. <laughs> and then I'll, I'm going to just take the Chargers in my last spot. I think uh, Bills versus Chargers championship or uh, first round would probably be, say, Whoa. That'd be insane. <laughs> I was like, stop. Um, but yeah, I just, I don't know. There's teams that are like the Bengals here. They come again. Here they fucking come again. That's how they started last year, though. Same shit. Yeah. Their defense. I heard this on the PMT pod. Their defense in the second half has let up, I think, like four points or something like that. Crazy. Like, it's like four per, per game in the second half. I don't know. Some crazy shit. They seem to turn it up after, you know, 10 weeks or whatever. So I think they're surging. I think there's ah, there's a lot of teams. This is really cool. This cool That's, AFC playoff. I mean, the AFC playoff is cool. Because. It's the Je- the Bills, Bengals, and Jets hold the wild card spot, and then it's Patriots and Chargers, and the Colts are going to be maybe five, six, and one after tonight. But like, oh, I forgot there's a game. Tonight. I don't even really. Mm. I don't think shit game. I don't think they're a threat. Shit game. Literally the I'm most disappointing primetime game. I need Najee to score a lot. I have to, I have to watch because I have to. Yeah, literally. I don't have anything. In you guys going. understand they had the NFL had a chance to flex this one out, and they said no. Cool. Oh no, I'm not surprised because back to the whole <laughs> market. Saturday versus no, Mike but, Tomlin, but not. But they'll say back to the whole markets thing. They're two big markets. That's exactly yeah. what flex it. They Indy? were like, ah, people are still going to tune in. I don't know if Indy's that big. No, not I that feel big like of a market. They're, they're a popular team though. Like no. I feel like they, no. But I, Peyton the Manning Steelers solidified them as you. I know Connor's on my side. That solidified them as like the Steelers for a, sure. A popular team. Hey, like, Jim, Jim Mersey is what he said. He's been in the playoffs 12 out of the last 20 years or something like that. They're a winning franchise. He's a winner. <laughs> He's a they winner. Are, they're a winning franchise. So the dome is open. I understand. I understand where and you're Lucas coming from. Lucas Oil. No, I, I agree with you guys completely, though. Like, honestly, the AFC playoff picture, I don't really see much changing, except the Steelers will probably make a playoff push. That has. No, all jokes. <laughs> I, I think, Tyler, I'm, I'm going to disagree with you on the Chargers, though. I don't think the Chargers will move in. I do think the Patriots will replace the Jets, though. I can mm. definitely see that happening. Interesting. Yeah. The Chargers have remaining Raiders, Dolphins. That's going to be a fun social media one. Oh, that'll be a great game. I can but. see them losing to the Raiders. I hate to say this, but that's a Staley loss. Like, to your point, Staley's not the guy. Like uh, Josh Jacobs, 400 yards and four touchdowns against yes, the Chargers. Literally, like, <laughs> oh, my that's God. That's a Staley loss. Like, I, it could be. It could be, but it's Raiders, Dolphins, Titans. Uh, Dolphins, Titans is a tough stretch. That's, that's tough. tough. And then it goes Colts, Rams, Broncos. I think you could finish off with three wins. You can finish. They should, but Staley. Not if Russ has anything well, to say not about if Russ it. Russ has anything. He's to near say about in the it. bathroom, Mark. He's getting oh up there. My. He's through one this week. He's close. <laughs> it's it's kind of sad. It's not even over the the bathroom. Mark. I love that. Carson graphic. Wentz still has more passing touchdowns than him. <laughs> he hasn't played since week six. <laughs> Dude, that's literally oh, inexcusable. That's, that's hilarious. Okay. That's the best. That's so fucking bad. Go ahead, Connor or Dobbs. Did you still have some? Well, I I saw I, I did my I did okay, I did my AFC real quick. Did I, you I do tweaked that. I, 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 you can do it. Oh, yeah, see, do you want to do your NFC real quick? Do your NFC real quick, and then we'll finish off with Ravens Discord. Um, I think who 
I think the Vikings are frauds. I'm fucking done with They're them. fucking frauds. <laughs> they are frauds. They should have lost on Thursday night football to the fucking Patriots. Whatever. That was bad. Another time that the refs absolutely suck ass at their job. Ooh, surprise. So <laughs> Eagles, Vikings, and then the Niners. I think they I think they're stuck in that three spot. Um the Bucks. Yeah. They better hope they make it. They better hope. Because if Tom came back for this shit, oh, he's gonna be what pissed. And he him. lost his wife too. Lucky piece of shit. If they don't make the playoffs, <laughs> oh my lord, dumped and down bad. That uh, would be bad. Divorced and down bad. Down bad in the bay. I really want the Cowboys to get some. The uh, it had to be the one seed over the Eagles. That's tough. They play. They play behind. one more. They play one more time. Two games in behind, Dallas. Though. Yes, the Eagles have a very easy schedule. Eagles are gonna cake one. Yeah, yeah, and Philly already has the yeah. one up. Like they that's just the they're, they're probably gonna get the other tiebreaker. And then oh, the Giants are frauds. Get them out of the frauds. playoff picture. I do not want to see Daniel Jones on my television <laughs> on a Saturday morning playoff game at noon. I don't want to see it, and the I hope to is, God I'd never see he it. Would, he would he would probably pull it out. No, no, he wouldn't. He would. Last year vibes would be if Daniel. Do Jones you was remember in the playoffs when the year? Commanders or the football team almost beat Tom Brady in yeah, the first round of the year they won the no, Super Bowl exactly, with Heineke? Yeah, that's exactly. They should have maybe Heineke had an elite grade that game. Heineke can steal a game anytime he wants. Yeah, but I don't think I don't think Daniel Jones has that vibe to him. He doesn't got that vanilla Vic. Literally, no. Ain't vanilla. Yeah, he's he ain't shit. He's garbage. Saquon Barkley disagrees. Stupid. Saquon <laughs> Saquon probably has less than fifty yards rushing the past two weeks. I yeah, think. he's been capped. It's been really bad. Still put up fifteen. Points. And I really want to because he got a touchdown. Shut up. Imagine having CMC and Saquon on your team, and your team being like two and eight. That's that would suck. <laughs> That's and tough. I want the Commanders in the playoffs. I know you hate. I want Maryland them and all that stuff. Yeah. and all their B Rob. I want them to be in the playoffs because I think they can get frisky. I think they can dance with someone. The frisky, uh, They'll dance with someone. word for that franchise. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Wait. We could, if they get the last seed in the wild card, I think they would play the two seed, the Vikings. And I think they could beat the Vikings. They played already this year. Yeah, I could see that. And it was close. It was close. Oh, Washington could beat the Vikings in the playoffs. Oh, my God, it's please. I Vikings need, fans would throw up everywhere. Everywhere. And I would I want the commanders in the offs. That's what I want. I really I'm really buying into that team. I love Heineke. <laughs> and I love McLaurin. Those guys play for Rivera. I want those guys in the playoffs. Mm. And then yeah, the 13. I hope the Seahawks make it. That would be cool. Twelfth man. So Walker. Seahawks over Giants? Yeah. Seahawks. Did y'all see the twelfth man run onto the field? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Bro, they that got was hilarious. And the twelfth man on the sideline ran on and started blocking. I think it was Darrell Taylor. If my number it was, was that is I, hilarious. I, I think it was. I, I saw a theory. I think he was celebrating. I think he, he was. thought it was they were he celebrating, was and then down. he realized that the play was alive, and then he just like. But I think he thought he was down, so like he was gonna go run celebrate. But he had to make it look. Yeah, <laughs> and then he ran out on Yo, that. What's bitch, the bro? call for that? Like, how do you call that? Mid-play? Too many men on the field. It's got to be a delay game or or something like so that. On sports, yeah. like, on sports like, like yeah, like, to, to pin them with like a fifteen yard penalty. It's they have five. to. They would have to. Yeah. Talk about the refs missing another one. No, What's that's new? that's hard to miss, <laughs> or that's hard to even that, catch. Yeah, like in the middle of an interception, in it's a play, already like a clusterfuck. Yeah. You would think you saw it onto the field. Like, nah, he was definitely just. <laughs> I'd be like, in there. Somewhere. Yo, did he come on? <laughs> that <laughs> would be so hilarious. Because, like, imagine you go up to the ref buddies and they're like, 
I think another player <laughs> ran on the field. <laughs> like, how do you that, call that? That'd be so They'd be confused. like foul 57 running on the field <laughs> during an active play. Like, unsportsmanlike. Has that ever happened? <laughs> Probably, but I don't, I've never seen a call. Yeah, I don't know. I've never seen that. But go ahead, Dobbs, NFC. Or did you do NFC? Uh, I, I agree with you guys where it's like, I my, my opinion has completely changed with the commanders, but I have this really odd feeling they're going to, I don't know, shit the bed these last few weeks and like Probably. play accounts and. You're I wrong. Can, you I are wrong. The, I could see the Seahawks sneaking in the last spot. Ooh, Giants by week, then Giants. Those are big We're going to find out if the Giants are here really fraud. Big ass games. Those are huge games. Niners, Browns, Cowboys to end it up for the Commanders. I'm on the Commanders, right? Yeah, that's wrong. I'm on the Commanders train. And we're going to we're gonna go all the way. Also, I, I must say, what you guys did to Sean Taylor in that memorial, or a fake memorial, whatever you want to call it, that is so disgusting. I don't even want to get up like really mad over it because I love Sean Taylor, but you something has to be done to that franchise <laughs> up front because oh my lord, that is so so bad. Jeff Bezos wouldn't do that. Oh my god, <laughs> you actually make the that is fun. That is so disrespectful, like on so many levels. No, I swear, of, bro. I swear, I literally showed my girlfriend with no context, like not even. I explained it afterwards, but I was literally just like, just with no context, like how dirty do you think this is that they said they were gonna make a statue of the player and this is what they gave. Well, actually, and then I explained I the whole backstory of him and it makes it ten times worse. I don't think there was a so in the official release about it there wasn't a statue and like don't get me wrong i'm not trying to defend the commanders but i guess this was like i agree they should have done way more that's a player that's a cornerstone player of your franchise history but i guess they worked with the family the whole time and the family was good with it and like all that stuff and that's what i saw like i guess it was okay on like the internal side i think it was more of like the The population yeah yeah yeah, like Mm. the social media stuff i agree they should have done way more. Something they spent bro. how much on that? Right, five grand. <laughs> Some I don't know. At, at most, at, at most, the, the most. tube costs four grand. If that thing costs, yeah, that, <laughs> literally, that's what I was thinking. I mean, no, yeah, this, the tube was probably the the most expensive no, part like, about it. Th- and like, like on a serious note, it's the human element of his life. Like he died being a hero, and that's the thing. Yeah. It's like not even the football side of it. It's like if you can't put twenty grand to his name, dude, go fuck yourself. Yeah. That franchise is a. Like, I never use this term. That's real poverty franchise. Go fuck yourself, Washington. Go fuck yourself, DC. I see what Connor was on about. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck DC. Right. DC's not on right. right. With Dan Snyder. All right. Come on. Would, wait, they would agree. With Dan Snyder behind them? Not oh, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's all I got to do with Dan Snyder. Dan Snyder, go fuck yourself. I will literally gladly say it on camera. I can. I don't have fucking producers tell me I can't. Dan Snyder, go fuck yourself. I we got fuck DC. Fuck DC. No, I agree. Bum. Dan Snyder sucks, yes, but come on, that team's fighting. But that's my point. They would agree if you could, if you could have him anonymously say, "Do I is my ownership group a piece of garbage?" Oh yeah, ninety yeah. percent of them would fill out yes. Yeah. Connor, you want to go through your uh, playoff predictions? Yeah, let's do it. Um, now I get it, Connor. He's a step ahead. Yeah, always a step ahead. Um, okay, Kansas City has got a lock for the playoffs uh, for the number one seed. Andy Reid with a bye is pretty much undefeated. So Kansas City. Probably going to the Super Bowl. Um, Miami, I think, stays in this two spot. They have the tiebreaker against Buffalo. Um, they're going to play Buffalo another time. I just think they've got it more put together right now. Tennessee. they, they got to go to Buffalo, too, in December. Yeah, if it doesn't fucking snow six feet. Yeah, I'm just saying that's a, that's a scary game for the Finns. Yeah, I, I think home field and, advantage and that, is that a could, bit. That could kill them. But, like, you know what I'm saying? If it's cold, that's... No, I understand. It's like, that's, like, a common thing that... People said, like, when you go f- come from Miami, 
You go up you there. You go up there. It's you're a, gonna be cold. Yeah, and you're just gonna fuck with your game a little bit. I understand. I don't think it's that big of a difference. No, you're right. But Baltimore is gonna make it. Buffalo is gonna make it. Cincinnati is gonna make it. I don't think the Jets got it. I don't believe in Mike White. Um, I want the Chargers to make it just because good football. I want to see good quarterback play and good football. I want the Chargers to make it. Um, NFC, go through it real quick. Philadelphia probably got the ones he locked up. I think um, Minnesota is not as fraudulent as you guys say. Oh, hell no. Hey, all I'm saying is offense rules, and that offense is nice. TJ Hawkinson has opened up a little bit for Kirk Cousins. His average depth target has gone up two yards. Yeah. He's slinging it a little bit more, Fantasy and that's what we've always wanted. In. We've got Adam Thielen, Justin Jefferson, and... Freaking TJ Hawkinson, let it rip, Kirk, and he's doing it. Well, and I'm t- I've been talking about the whole football team behind a quarterback, and there ain't nobody else that rides for the quarterback harder than the Vikings do for Kirk Cousins right now. So I think that moment- momentum is huge, especially when it gets to playoffs. They're the overall best team. They're not up there with them, but hey, they got a little bit of magic in Minnesota. Wait, let me make this point, I because th- I think you'll agree with this. It's not. I don't think they're a bad team. I think they're a good team with a great record, and then the Niners are a Great team with a good record. Does that like that make sense? Ton of sense. You're yeah. like, that's exactly what I would say. Like, I, th- I just think that their record, they look like a great team if you weren't watching them. And then if you like, if you watch them right now with no context, like, you know what I mean? I think that's what I like. It's just that they're not a great team, but they have the great record. Mm-hmm. The thing that gives me a sour taste with them. I mean, yeah, it was last week bias, but like they just let a stale. I mean, maybe one of the most stale offenses in the NFL and the Patriots just come in and score 27. Yeah. And they looked good doing it. Mm-hmm. They looked fucking good doing it. Matt Patricia. There's two sides of a game. <laughs> There's always two sides of a football game, man. There I'm is. telling you. I, that defense is scary. I don't know. It's not very good. All right. You want to talk about Ravens, uh, Lamar? Yeah. So can I just say something? Just, just, I just want to preface this whole conversation because – you know, we're going to talk about coaching. We're going to talk about the weapons they're surrounded with, all that. I just want to point out, Russ is probably arguably the worst coach in the league and has horrible weapons because of injuries. I just want people to understand Wait, who? Russ. Wait, are we talking about the Broncos? I'm just saying, I want to preface this. Oh, I want okay, to just give something people to think about. Everyone hates on Russ. New team, brand new coach, probably the worst coach in the NFL. Who's around him? Latavius Murray. <laughs> Kendall Hinton, Greg Dolchich, a rookie tight end. So when we talk about all these other quarterbacks and their struggles and everyone just wants to hate on Russ, we're going to talk about Lamar and why he can't be better because of his receivers. Mm -hmm. Same thing for him. Well, I'm just going to debunk that whole theory that you just had because, (laughs) well, they have yet to score 17 points in an NFL game. I don't give a damn who's on the other side. I mean, the Bears are scoring 30 points a game for five games in a row but not with not with trevor simeon they I'm scored saying, what 10 yeah i know we, they, it's because of justin yeah it's damn near the it same that justin. it's damn near the it's, same that lamar no it's the damn near the same thing trevor scored on sunday is what the the broncos are scoring with the hall of fame quarterback every sunday he's not hall of fame he's a hall of very good russ is a hall of famer you're tweaking you think you're tweaking yes he's a hall of famer if eli manning is a hall of famer yeah no doubt anyways that's i'm gonna he get two bowls though I'm gonna get back. I'm gonna go back. Okay, let's go. I'm gonna back. get back on track. Let's go back. But stop, because the players do with what they you know. The, the players make plays, and the QB does. This the Ravens right now. Their receiving court isn't worse than what they had in his MVP season. It's like damn near the same. It's like been the same. He elevates them so much, and I don't really have much to say on this topic. But the Ravens would be day like 
damn near the dumbest team in the world if they just let him walk. If they just let him walk for nothing, you are horrible. I know I have some issues with Lamar and not being like the best passer and all that, but he's the reason that you're winning games. I know you came in and Tyler Huntley played well and you know won some games there. I don't care. Nothing. It's hard to replace what Lamar does with his legs and all that other stuff. Explosive plays, getting out of the pocket. That would be really, really brain dead of him to do. And I would advise against it. I agree. Because without him, what are they? That's that's what that's the kind of question you have to ask when it's like quarterback talk. If you take one of these guys away from a team, how do they look with perennial seven and nine? Like you know what I'm saying? Like yeah, yeah Harbaugh is going to win some games because he's a good coach, but like yeah, you're not winning ten games. And you're not going to the playoffs without him. Imagine if they traded for Tyreek. Oh my lord, that would be that unreal. offense would be unstoppable. That, that would, would have suck been for every other defensive coordinator. That would suck. I would have thrown up if I had to take the field. Yeah, that sucks. You have to run around so much. That would okay. suck. I have I have a couple thoughts, but I just thought of something that I said a while ago while I was watching football. This is gonna this is a very, very cool little interesting theory I have, but I want to start at the beginning. Okay. So when you when I'm thinking about this Lamar situation that he has with the Ravens right now, I have kind of always thought of it as Lamar has had this confidence that he's gonna get paid that the franchise trusts him, and that it doesn't matter what happens this year, really. He's going to get his bag. I think the franchise is working their way around the entire roster because they believe he can get them a Super Bowl. But they have to see about the other players. You know, if they pay their quarterback early, or maybe not early, but in their eyes early before the roster is complete, before they have a real identity of what team they're going to have, then it might be a mistake to pay him before they know. The thing is about the Ravens is is they were one of the expansion teams. You know, they came into the league in 1999 or something like that, and they have been great. Yeah. A great franchise. Very well run. Very well run. Always winning games. They've been so historically great. They have a Super Bowl. and Two. Two. Two Super Bowls. And I trust the Ravens. I really do. I think their front office has been in contact with Lamar. I think that's why he doesn't need an agent because yeah. having another third party of that, the agent wants to get paid too. Yeah, the agent they, wants they a bag, ten percent or something. Yeah, they like get that. their own yeah. cut. So, or no, it's really low. It's like three percent, I think. It's still that's still a lot of money. Doing, it's still a lot you're of doing money. like forty bags in off season. Oh, yeah. It's just like it's a lot of money. My right. bad. No, he gets but the pieces. but the idea behind not having an agent is that you have a confidence about where you are, what this team is, what this franchise is, and what you're worth. Lamar knows what he's worth. But the part of this that gets tricky that I thought about the other time was. A team in your division just paid a quarterback the highest great money ever. And he's a rapist. I think the Browns, I think the Browns paid Deshaun Watson so much is because they set the market that high. Yeah. And now the Ravens are forced to pay Lamar up to that standard. And that's what makes the situation tricky is that the Browns are like, hey, we can pay Deshaun Watson, you know, at a discount if we want, because he's got all that baggage to him. But what if we paid him a lot of money and forced another team in our division to either shell out a shit ton of their capital and their, you know, cap for their quarterback? It makes them a tougher decision. So I think the Browns kind of did a little sneaky little slide under the table, pay my own quarterback a lot. So you don't know what the hell you're supposed I, to do. I'm, with not, Lamar. I'm, yeah. I'm not kidding. That's probably like what a lot of teams do and shit like that. Like it's an example like the Christian Kirk market. <laughs> yeah. It set back the market. It, like that truly does have an effect on 
what things happen. It's like any market of any situation that you want to look at. But yeah, that that is front fun. office chess. It is chess. It's literally chess. It really is at this point. Yeah, because I mean, I I you're right. The Ravens have a great organization, man. I wish <laughs> some of my favorite teams ran by them. Yeah, but if they don't do that, it. I don't know. But like the thing is, you couldn't even get one receiver, bro. Not one. Very that could That can make plays. Like, I'm not even asking for like a real wide receiver. They could have got Ridley they for next year. Ridley. Oh, my God. You could have got Ridley. I mean, like even like a Claypool kind of caliber guy. Like, yeah. Like something of that tier. Like, just like middle of the pack. Like, I'm trying to give a good example. I can't even think right now. DJ Chark. Chark. Boom. <laughs> like, yeah, but like that's something yeah. better than they've had. Kirk. Yeah. Yeah. Kirk, maybe. Yeah. Like, just give him something. They've given him Demarcus Robinson and Deshaun Jackson. <laughs> go fun. Go have fun. Yeah, I know Mark Andrews is great now, but like he was drafted by them. Yeah. They didn't I don't, he was drafted before Lamar, mm-hmm. I think. So like they weren't setting themselves up for shit. They, Lamar landed in their lap. So like they gotta figure it out getting him. Otherwise, probably gone. Yeah. Yeah. I uh do you guys have anything else on the Ravens shit? Or I, I Dobbs did have one question I wanted to talk about. My thing no, I it was just it was the conspiracy. Like, but I, so it's like <laughs> it's it so they're gonna have thirty eight million in cap. And it's like if if they knew that his value was gonna go down this year with the receiving core they gave him, I mean, they were willing to bite the bullet this year and say, you know what, we're gonna still be good because Lamar's gonna make us good, but convince him that he's not worth as much as he wants to be worth. You know, like you said, I don't. I don't think anything they can do to, like, no, convince him that he like what he's worth. He won an MVP. That's all he's got to say. I think. Hey, here's my MVP trophy. Now give me my money, or I'm out of the door. I think that's what they've done has actually pissed him off more. More, yeah. To the point where he's like, I'm not signing for less because you haven't built around me. Yeah. Mm. Where I feel like if they would have spent the money, I feel like they should have given him a contract last year. Because every quarterback that has signed their record breaking deal. Patrick Mahomes' contract looks like a steal. Mm-hmm. Getting ahead of the market. You have to get ahead of the market. Mm-hmm. That's what, And my thing is, you have an MVP quarterback. Regardless if he's not the same guy, he's still going to be top 10. He's still going to be top 10. Yeah. I think he's been to the playoffs every year of his career. I don't. Yeah. Has he only, he's only won once, though, right? Yeah, he only has I think one. that they're going to use that and everything. They can but. use that against him, but all he has to do is just bring the MVP trophy with mm-hmm. Hey, you weren't. You're not going to be 12 and four, whatever the hell they were without me that year. So, yeah, true that. That's a fact. That's all, that's all he has to say. All right. Well, Dobbs had a really interesting question. I think it's a really good uh, question to end the pod with. Um, you know, we saw the Chargers go for two this weekend, and we saw who else went for two? It was the Jaguars that mm-hmm. went for two, and they, beat, they actually beat the Ravens. Um, so, you know, going for two points is becoming more common. Do you think this is something we see more often and not you could, I would argue in game winning situations and just more throughout the game as we see, you know, fourth downs become more frequent. You know, this is something that you saw in the XFL. There was no, I, you know, this isn't a direct correlation, but I feel like a lot of teams looked at the XFL. A lot of teams are going for it on fourth because they incentivized it and there was no extra point. It was, uh, I think it was, one point from the two-yard line, two points from the five-yard line, or three points from the 10-yard line. Yeah. If you're going to line up at the two-yard line, you're telling me you don't trust your NFL offense, I mean, some teams more than others, to not get two points. The thing is, if there's someone that doesn't convert, it really puts them behind. But if you get ahead, say one team scores seven, the other scores eight, you're ahead, and it's, you, you scored the same way. 
So I personally think as time goes on, you're going to see more teams go for it on longer fourth downs, like maybe a fourth and five and go for it more on two points because I feel like it's going to be a thing where it's like once like more teams start doing it, you kind of have to do it to keep up. And then I think that makes the game a little bit more fun. I'm going to just go pretty quick here. Uh, as a better no, don't go for two. It really doesn't help me. I'm kidding. Anyways, but yeah, no, they actually they should. Um, just I know this is like Brandon Staley's like big thing was like going for it on fourth down and all. Why not? Like, until you I, got I, bullied out of it. I, I yeah. get, I get where you have to punt. I get where you have to punt. There are certain situations you do, but why not keep your guy in the your the guy you trust the most on the field at any moment to get you a couple of yards and get a two point conversion, like. It just comes down to that. And I'm going to reference Ohio State third and three on Saturday. And there's another third and or fourth and three and like a fourth and six. Ryan Day, you're a bitch for not letting your QB go try and win that game. You're a bitch. Let your guys. You you have the guys. You have a Herbert. You have an Allen. You have a Mahomes. Trust them. If you don't, if they don't get it. Yeah. So what? I'm going to go to sleep at night. I gave Justin Herbert. My best chance to go win a football game. I gave Josh Allen my best chance to go win a football game. I gave, you know, you you have to roll the dice more often. You got to put the ball in those guys' hands to make big plays. And I'm going to say nine times out of ten, they're probably going to do it. No, I was, because this is what it comes down to for me. I would much rather lose a game saying, you know what, defense schemed us up. We gave everything, like you're saying, we gave them everything we had. And you know what, the offense lost the game. You much rather lose the game saying our offense lost the game versus saying I watched the defense give away the game. Out ten out of ten times, I'd rather watch my offense lose on the drive, to have to say, yeah, the defense played good coverage. You know, I just they they deserve to win versus watching your team just would have a three point lead and then get kneeled on after they run one drive and they make you use your three timeouts. Ten out of ten times, please go for it on two. And if we lose with our offense, I would much rather. That's what it comes down to. Well, when when you're going with your offense, you have control, you have the ball, mm-hmm. and if you let up that control, then you're essentially letting up control of the game, which I think is stupid, but. This is an awesome question because I've been wanting to talk about the statistical analysis behind going forward and fourth down and going for two. And when I bring up, hey, statistically, this is a better option if you go forward on fourth, if you go for two, people always seem to think, oh, well, like these statistics are just made out of nowhere. It's just a simulation. But like the whole idea behind going forward on fourth down and going for two is that throughout every game that's been played in the NFL, if this team said does a um, outcome, they go for it. Every single team that has ever done that in the NFL has done that and converted. Their chances are so much higher than if you punt the ball away or give it up. And when you're playing teams that, you know, this is it, this the, everything's on the line, you got to take the chances. You got it. And if you don't, you're essentially throwing the game away, especially when like, say you're playing the Kansas City Chiefs, you're on the 10 yard line, it might be fourth and eight. And you're like, shit, should we kick the field goal and get three points? Or we go for it. We get it. Or even if we don't, they're on their 10 yard line. The the chances of them taking the ball from the 10 yard line, 90 yards, that's such a, a hard mountain to climb. So not only are you giving yourself the chance to go get a lot more points that matter a ton, you're also putting the offense of the opposing team at a disadvantage, even if you don't get it. So it's not win-win, but it's win and have a chance almost. You're right. No, that was, yeah. 
I think also like last thing I want to say on it is I think it also is very situational though. Like let's say we just came back 21 points in the freaking fourth quarter and we finally figured out how to stop them and we got to kick the extra point, go to overtime. We're confident. We're gonna, like it's like a situation like that. I'm cool with that. Like if we're, if we're, if you're yeah. on a streak of you figured them out, we just need to score. And it's like, then I, I'm all for it. Like that's when you got to understand how momentum works. Like we don't need to risk it all right now. Like there's some situations where, yeah, it's like if they haven't scored a whole quarter or something, like, and we're, we figured out, let's keep it going. There's no need to go for it all right there at once. Right. But it's like, if you're going against a better opponent or anything like that, and you have a chance to win it right there, what, there's literally no reason not to. I agree. I think, um, just to like cap this off, I think it's going to be very interesting as teams start to go for it on, uh, for two more and on fourth from longer distances. I would love to see like the analytics of, you know, of winning games from a coach who's very aggressive on that compared to a coach who's very conservative and will always take the points, mm-hmm. like the three instead of going forward and trying to get seven. Um, but just kind of, I mean, like, unless you guys have anything you guys want to talk about, I that's pretty much all I had. Um, um, I got I just, a real clip. I just want to, I want to get a clip out. Okay, you can do that. Don't answer. It's going to be uh, just uh, for the, the clip because I think it could be. Why are Zach career? Fuck. Why are Zach Wilson's career highlights banging a MILF and a pro day throw? If someone could tell me that, I would love to know why. Fucking mom's throwing bombs. There. Just trademark. Um, can we do like quick little Odell sweepstakes? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm just gonna go oh, you, quick. You can you can start us off. Okay. Well, actually, can you ask it so I can clip it? Yes. Okay. Um the Odell sweepstakes have heated up le- lately. Oh, wait, let me well, <laughs> Let me restart. Okay, let me give it a second. The Odell sweepstakes have heated up as of late. What team do you want to see him play for? Go to the Cowboys and that's an offense that gets scary. That's all I'm going to say. I want to see him on the Dolphins. That's not going to happen. Whoa. So that would be OP. Let's get, I, if I'm just being realistic, let's keep, let's keep it realistic. He's I don't see any way he doesn't end up on the Cowboys. He's going to go to both those meetings, and if he has. Like if he's thinking all the way there, there's not. I don't think that unless he's thinking with his with his heart, he's gonna go to he's gonna go to Dallas. He, I think he's thinking with his heart. He has a ring already. He's probably going down as one of the greats. He goes back to the Giants. And he's the number one option. He's the guy. Get pad the stats. Tell everybody you're back. Put the Giants that are in playoff contention in a bad NFC. I think you would snap with no, Daniel Jones. No, come on. At the end of the I'll day, be, come on. At the end of the day, for him, him, it comes Vanilla down. It, it comes down to. Vanilla would you rather play with Daniel Jones or Dak Prescott? And it's Dak Prescott ten times. Play with Dak Prescott when you're the third option. He's the second option. I don't uh, know. Walking into a locker room, it's hard to just demand Gallup targets is, that yeah, way. I don't know. Gallup's coming on, but come on now. Let's let's look ourselves in the well, mirror. Well, it's I I. What Dable's a good coach. He can scheme Odell. No, yeah, I'm sure he could. I'm not saying, but like, Odell's gonna look when he comes back too. Like, that's just a realistic thing. I think he could be productive on the Giants, and he's already been there. He, the the team wants him back. They want him back. So he's going to the Cowboys this year. He's gonna go to the Giants next year. Oops, my bad. But I would love to throw him on the Eagles. They would be ridiculous. That would be cool too. That's a good trio. All right. Well. You want to take us out, Connor? Yeah, this was a great um, little discussion we had here today. Yeah. A lot of Zach Wilson talk, a lot of Lamar Jackson talk. We'll be back next week. Um, can't wait for the next episode, boys. Yep. All right. Hey. Thank you guys for listening. Go Bears.